speaking of deep throating, welcome to episode 52 of Morning Brew. <laughs> <laughs> I am, of course, Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. And I'm Daniel Purcell. Not going to regret that one at any point ever, I'll tell you that much. No! <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was about to introduce myself as John Holmes, but I figured probably... Speaking, while we're on the topic, I want to send you guys something. <laughs> so Aoife's phone went off earlier, and she got a notification. A really bizarre, out-of-nowhere notification that's never happened before. And I was really confused because of what the app is that sends this notification. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me send this across. How do we look at stuff? Is there a chat window in this thing? Yeah. Not in mine, there isn't. Is he text channels? More text channels. What? So you have voice channels and text channels. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you not make the text channel come up beside the video conference? No. Uh, No. I don't think so. Because. Oh, oh, Stephen almost sent Dan's uh, stag present in there. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's a notification. Nah, I think I think it would be better to have this beside the floating window. Body that better not be my fucking stag present. Body yeah. found in lake outside of Las Vegas. Record low water rates reveal body stuffed in barrel. From her weather app. Read more. From AccuWeather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Her, her weather app sent her an alert to say they found a dead body in Vegas. I want to know if it's going to be sunny tomorrow, if it's going to rain soon. I don't want to hear about a dead body in fucking Vegas. Get out of here. That, that sounds like a sci-fi uh... set, like the vaguely apocalyptic record low water levels and then combine that with a murder mystery. Well, also, what's with this? What, how the fuck are we running out of water when we had an entire movie based on an apocalyptic water world? This is ridiculous. We're we also have too have... much water. Someone got caught in the phone. Didn't Mad Max also do the same thing, though, in the other direction? So that's even Stevens on the uh, apocalyptic visions of future. And there were three Mad Max movies and only one Waterworld. You know what? If you think about it, Waterworld really is the polar opposite of Mad Max. One is good and one is bad. (laughs) Yeah, but one's wet. (laughs) One is wet Mad Max. (laughs) Cars are the opposite of both. I I mean, I think I remember in Waterworld, I haven't seen it since I was like seven. Planes are the opposite um, of boats. What weren't all the boats like essentially the equivalent of the motor car, the muscle cars from Mad Max? I don't know. I've never watched like, the film because of its terrible reputation. It so is shit. I? From a, I remember being really bored as a seven year old. I fucking, you know, I've seen seven year olds enjoy Transformers. So no. the fact that I was bored of Waterworld tells you all, all you need to know about it. Well, Fair. a lot of movies, of that, a lot of action movies of that era are kind of a bit slow moving. So, you know, it is the a, it was a weird decade like, for action movies. Um, because you think the 80s, right? You think the 80s has a lot of really good movies. But then you think of SWAT. <laughs> and SWAT fucking Farrow rules. That no. is... if you, What SWAT movie are you talking The only the other SWAT, SWAT movie I know is the Colin Farrell movie. There's another... There's a series now, isn't there? With a guy who... Yeah. Fronted by a guy who looks vaguely like Colin Farrell, but isn't. SWAT. Those movies are awesome. and three film starring Colin Farrell. No, it's a different SWAT. It might not be called SWAT. It's, 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 I'm pretty sure it's called SWAT though. I, I was like, who's, really... who's in it? Michelle uh, Rodriguez and, and Colin Farrell are the two leads. And Samuel L. Jack and Jeremy Renner. Is Jeremy, Jeremy Renner's in SWAT? Yeah. He's in my SWAT. He's not in your SWAT, Adam. What's your SWAT? 
Um, Colin Farrell, Olivia Martinez, Josh, Josh Charles. There's the other one. Yeah. And LL Cool J. Geek. Um, yeah, the four leads being. Oh, Jeremy Renner doesn't even make the poster. The music for, reason, for reasons that become clear in the film. The but, reason, I mean, the, the in music fairness, is someone called Gabriel Berestein, and I'm convinced he has his music career because from a distance, I thought it said Bernstein. So he's just in fairness, yeah. though, to Jeremy Renner, he didn't even make the poster for the Hawkeye TV series they put out at Christmas there. So I mean, I wouldn't worry too hard about the SWAT thing. Really? I mean, I guess I guess he's a an awkward figure, shall we say? Remember the Renner app? What? Yeah, yeah Jeremy Renner had his own app. Th- yeah, and it, and wasn't that like it, I think that come out like I think two months before the accusations against him, and <laughs> people are kind of like it, it would have been nicer if 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 the app was the, the worst thing about Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Could Jeremy Renner be the OG supporting actor of the last twenty years? The biggest actor not to have a leading role um, in anything big. I mean. Didn't he win Best Actor? No, he won Best Supporting Actor. Fuck. As no, he won. No, no, <laughs> no. That was excellent. Yeah, no, no, no. He. Um, where is this now? I'm looking in the Hurt Locker. No, he was nominated for Best Actor. So, I thought you can't be nominated. The Hurt Locker is an independent production, though. That's an art film. Doesn't count, really, does it? When is Renner gonna be in one of Lars von Trier's films? I want to see him either. When like, is Jeremy Renner gonna be around- the next Bond? Oh, there we go. Speaking of Bond, actually, did you see that apparently the frontrunners are Tom Hardy, Henry Cavill, and Idris Elba? No, they're fucking not. They've been the frontrunners for the last 13, 14, 15 years. Right. I was uh, just no, going to say... Fassbender's that... dropped out. He used to be like the frontrunner, and then he just stopped yeah, being famous. Yeah, 15 years ago, when, they, were, when yeah. they picked Daniel Craig instead. Yeah, but not even that, right? This whole discussion with Idris Elba came up in the 2010s because he wasn't going to come back and do more films. And he's a, he, how many things he's doing now? He's done four, four or five. Um, maybe. I think how, it's four. How, what? How many Daniel Craig four, Bond? Movies yeah, Qua- Quantum of Solace, Casino Skyfall, Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, the bad one, and the good. Yeah, good, bad, good, bad. <laughs> the bad good. one, the bad one, the good one, and the three I can name. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, are, there are five, there are three good ones and two bad ones, and the two bad right. ones are sandwiched lovingly so, by the good ones. So here's the Idris Elba thing, right? I mm-hmm. am completely fine with Idris Elba playing James Bond. I know people get really mad about it because he's black. Who fucking cares? They're pretend it's not real. I don't yeah. know why you. I don't know why you die on that hill. He's a very handsome boy. That's what you want James Bond to be. He's very physical. He's also fifty. He is fifty, and this was a conversation ten years ago. He cannot do it anymore. I'm sorry. These movies take a lifetime to come out. I don't want to see Idris Elba at like fucking 58 trying to fucking vault over a car hood or whatever. Even Daniel Craig was like, yeah, this last movie was fucking shit. I hated it. I hated every second of being James Bond. It was the worst. I was always sore. It's like, yeah, because you're old. (laughs) No, no, but like surely that's the thing. Every James Bond, except Sean Connery and Lazenby, who doesn't really count, was essentially cast one turn after when they should have been cast. They were all considered for the previous time. I I would argue. And they all, no, so no, they Pierce weren't. Brosnan was supposed to get it when Dalton got it. Dalton was supposed to get it when uh, I, Moore got it. I Moore would was also supposed argue, to get it when though, Connery retired. What are you talking about? They were all too old for the role. Every but, James Bond has been slightly too old for the job. But what I would say is, considering no, they are far more... We've had this argument based, before. 
considering they're far more action-based now, and obviously because action movies have evolved and the way stunts have evolved, he's 50 this year and they don't even have an actor picked, let alone a movie written or produced. So this fucker's going to be in his mid-50s when they're fucking bouncing him around a set for six months. No, I'm no, sorry. You can't, you can't do that to the little boy. Put Henry Cavill in there if you're going to pick one of the three. But you can't do that to Idris Elba. He got screwed. He should have been there 10 years ago. Henry Cavill's too big. I'm fine with that. It's all pretend. Who cares? Who's the I want most a big, famous person? I want, a big, I want a big chunky Bond. I'm telling you, for the fifth time, I'm t- for the fifth time, too big a star already. They never, they never hire people for as Bond who can like negotiate the current Bond's fucking movie fees. That's that's the entire premise of the Bond franchise: is they hire some relative nobody. So who who was the most famous person before they became Bond? Probably Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig had just done Layer Cake and not much else, hadn't he? Yeah, but Layer Cake was pretty big. What had Pierce Brosnan done? Because all of the people who'd been, as I said, they were all at least famous enough to have been considered for the job the previous time they were looking. I'd I'd say that Brosnan had reached reached and also, unfortunately, passed the peak of his fame by the time he got put in as Bond. He, he was in this. I remember seeing interviews um, about Brosnan where they were, you know, when he was first announced, they were saying he's a bit old for the job. You know, he's a bit in his 40s. Yeah, um, and they said that about Mamma Mia, and they were fucking right. <laughs> okay, he was he already should, in... shouldn't he, have been in there. He was already in Mrs. Doubtfire and Law and Mower Man, which are the only other two 90s Brosnan movies I know that aren't... Uh, Does is, that Mrs. Aren't Doubtfire predates his James Bond? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Pierce Brosnan. I thought you were a much later, a much earlier Bond. Yeah, fuck, he was <laughs> He was a fucking fossil, wasn't he? <laughs> fucking dumps this fucking... Where's he from, Mead? Mm. Drogheda. Drogheda. Well, no, fucking... he was born in Drogheda, but I think he grew up in Navin. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Fucking, fucking put, dumps the fossil of this Navin man on fucking set, and they were like, don't worry, you're Bond now. Do you know who my pick for the next Bond is? And if I had to put money on it, here's who I'd put money on. Okay, go. Um, oh, one second. Old Dark um, Star, Aiden Turner. Ah, fuck, that's a really good choice. Okay. Or maybe I think we've we've had this discussion before. Okay. This is relevant. Too fat. They're very smooth cheeks. It makes them look harmless and cuddly. He doesn't that's have fine. edgy cheeks. Listen, of a I want James Bond to be like fucking Doctor Who, where they're wildly different. Wild. Well, I want a John Candy esque plump motherfucker to rock up as James Bond. The next, only and everyone just ignores it. The only reason I think that it won't be Aiden Turner, and it's the big reason that I think it won't be Aiden Turner, is because he's married and not recently widowed as Brosnan was when he was picked mm. as James Bond for his first Bond movie. He'd just been widowed, I think, four years after his uh, his first wife died, and he was a an eligible bachelor. So they need an eligible bachelor. So it can't be Aiden Turner because he is recently okay. married. I have. So I we have need, two we need picks. a bachelor who isn't a big star, but who might have <laughs> might have appeared in a mid tier TV show, but that might put him too far already. So that okay. possibly possibly allows Jesse from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Aaron Paul, forehead Aaron will never Paul. be James Bond. <laughs> I'd actually rather it be Brian Cranston, to be quite fucking honest with you, over Aaron Paul. <laughs> um. So yeah, those are the criteria. Can you think James of any? Bond, uh, listen, dear, listeners, dear listeners, I'm still waiting on our first piece of correspondence. Oh, Matham's the only person who's ever written into the show, isn't he? Or did Stephen Brandon write into the show? Uh, Stephen Brandon wrote in before, yeah. 
a, co- a couple okay. times. So we're, we're going for looking number three. We're looking for some listener correspondence, right? If you've got an idea of who you think could fit the bill for the next James Bond movie, has to be a bachelor who hasn't been in anything too big and isn't probably too far over the line of 40 and probably mid to late 30s at, at oldest. That's that's the James Bond thing. Ideally with black hair, but, you know, we've, we've gone okay. past that at this point. I, I have who do you think, Who's your I pick? Think- I think I have, I have someone who will never, they will never be James Bond. I just think they'd be a really good James Bond based mm-hmm. on how good okay. they look in a suit. Uh, but again, might be too famous, but it's kind of mid-level famous. Dev mm. Patel is my shout. It's not happening. Okay. He's already too famous. Do you think he, is he too famous? He hasn't too been skinny in anything as well. huge. Too skinny. Okay. I have, I have two. Though, have though two it choices. might be the worst, it might be the worst shout, but I think he's too versatile to star because he has <laughs> You're too good an actor to be Bond. Yeah, probably. Like, he's not really cut out for major... Like, he's not really an action star at all, really, is he? All of the other Bonds have had some action movie credentials before that. Like, uh, Brosnan had Remington Steele, Daniel Craig had... Larry That's Craig. a razor. Yep. And, uh, you know, Timothy Dalton had his modeling, modeling work, I'm sure, or, or something. Oh, he was in that thing with the car, wasn't he? Cars too. <laughs> Timothy Dalton was in something that he had a car in. The IRA car. Not Finn Knight Rider. Uh, it wasn't Knight Rider, but he did have a car at some point. Maybe he was a detective or something. I don't, I don't know. Don't ask me details. And Sean Connery had Sean Connery stuff um, before that. All those things where he's... Barbie O'Gill. Hiking around Northern Towns, punching people out. Like, all that, th- those movies. <laughs> Fair. Sir, you're, you're a perfect fit for Bond. You've assaulted me in the first five minutes of the audition. Yeah, exactly. And what of it? I have I have two choices. One's out of left. Okay, they're both out of left field, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. For my first choice, and this is the least likely one, Raph's ball. Who? <laughs> he is. Yeah, I, feel like I wonder, he's wonder not... who could start because I don't know who he is. He is a middling British actor who's appeared in a lot of things, but he's very he was unmemorable. One of the Andes. In Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. And he was the, he was the chubby. He was also the chubby one from the electronics store in Shaun of the Dead, with his little baby face. Uh, um, yeah, okay. He's he's British actor, very yep. like uh, middle of the road. He's been in quite a lot of stuff, but he's not you know big yeah, he's huge. Not been in much. Not been in much. But he's not like a big huge leading man carrying hundreds of million dollar films. And he's already played a spy role in Men in Black International. He also played a cop in Hot Fuzz, so he has mm-hmm. the credentials. He yeah. has the acting credentials of a man of law and order. Mm. Although, granted, if you watched Hot Fuzz, I don't think you would consider much of Hot Fuzz law and order. But that's fine. He at least has experience. It's like an internship for James Bond. Yeah. The other one, yeah. I just want to make sure I get, get this fucker's name right. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Richard Madden. When you said you wanted to make sure you got his name right, I thought it was going to be like... You know, some French actor I'd never heard of, or something. But no, no, no. He's 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 Scottish. He's Scottish. He was in he was in that uh, the the Marvel film that bombed. Um, he's and a, Game he's of also, Is he in Game of Thrones? I didn't see him in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I seen him in two films ever. One was that Marvel film, and yeah. uh, like all Marvel films, he's in great shape. He's you yeah. know in his mid thirties. He's a Scottish actor. Has mm-hmm. has been in some big stuff, but you know not not a gigantic star. But they're very fond of him, mm-hmm. and. He was also in like some bullshit like 2018 film called like I Beat It, like some romantic comedy. That's how I first seen him. Yeah. Um, but I think he's of the right level of fame where they could probably put him in as James Bond. So this is Rob you know? Stark. Is he not too big already though? He definitely and, isn't. 
And would it be the first Bond who's ever done a, th- a Shakespeare role on the stage? Um, Timothy Dalton was in the Royal Shakespeare Company. Okay, yeah, okay. In I, that case, that, 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 I think I think I Richard think Madden is a bit of a it's a bit of an out there choice, but I think I think mm. there's potential there. I think he could be James Bond. He's a handsome boy. He's in good shape. He's been in action stuff. I think he could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think we need to go back Could to see it. the period it of, uh, of sort of break my major act. rule. But go on, yeah, Bonds who can't so, act. Yeah, we need like we can't have too good an actor, which is why I support Richard Madden. He's not yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he was in a Marvel <laughs> film and he was also in Rocket Man. He's good to go. He's he's perfect for James Bond. I I just another handsome man can't super act. Been in things not crazy famous. Jamie Dornan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. That's a bit out there. That's a bit out there. <laughs> I feel like everyone I thought hasn't been. He also hasn't been in it, been in anything in a while. Exactly, and we already know yeah. what his dong looks like. And that's the next. That's the next stage for Bond. Is hang hang dong. <laughs> and he's forty. I'm just seeing now. And so he has a modeling background, so that fits in with a lot of the previous Bonds. Yeah, because we we've had you know I don't know how many Bonds who could act. Two, played a lot of, played three, a lot of military, I know, played a lot of kind of military man. Well, unfortunately, what's happened is my phone decided to just pull my fucking headphone connection and, and connect to itself instead. So now I'm <laughs> I'm trying to reconnect my stupid fucking headset and it's uh, not having fun with me. So you guys chat amongst yourselves. I'll be back let's, in a second. Let's talk shit about Adam while he's gone. Well, he can't talk back to us. Sure. Yeah, like cowards. Which is what we I are. think all I think all his James Bond picks were like way out of left field and terrible ideas. I can't even remember what they were. I'm still too focused on how good Dev Patel would be. But also too good an actor to be James Bond. Dev Patel is not happening, man. Hey, did you have to see him in Green Knight? Fucking huge. Oh yeah? Gained a lot of muscle for Green Knight. Which yeah. is funny because it's like Bond such an artsy Bond film. Isn't that... a, Bond isn't about muscle, man. No, but he's about looking a credible threat. Yeah, exactly. And he does not that. But I agree. Well, sexuality of an increasingly aging man over the course of several films who reverts back to a younger self. I feel like it's not a true Bond movie unless it's one of the later stage ones where you're feeling vaguely uncomfortable about the romance (laughs) plotline with a woman in her 20s. I hope that the next Bond movie, to be fair, and I hope they make him super gay. If the next Bond was black (laughs) and like just incredibly gay, that would fucking rule. Imagine. The atar- I think the British Isles might melt to the fucking ground if that was the case. And I'm all for this level of chaos. I'm, I'm trying to Imagine decide, that, a British more... spy, a homosexual. Would Never. that be more... <laughs> he, he converts to the communists and all the old gammons are satisfied by that. Being like, okay, fine, never mind. He's, <laughs> he's really a baddie. Um, but would they be more outraged by that or by it being a gay woman? Which also then ticks two boxes, but at least mm. then that bond can go around. You know, no, seducing think, the Bond girls still. No, I think so, the people that get mad about a potential black James Bond are more racist than misogynistic, if I had to guess. Yeah. I do not believe James Bond fans are more racist than misogynistic. Oh, not I, that they're not I, racist, I, but I think James <laughs> Bond definitely attracts a certain type of misogynist. I, I think that if someone says Idris Elba, and it's not like, yeah, that's fine, he's a good actor, put him in James Bond, and their first thought is, well, he can't do it. Because James Bond, you know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it, but you know. And it's like, yeah, we get it. He's fucking black, dude. Who cares? Let's all pretend. I mean, I guess. It's, I'm, not, like, I'm, it's I, not like James Bond opens and the first line of the book is, ah, white man, James Bond. Like, does he, did he even say his fucking color in the books? James Bond, racked with colonial guilt. <laughs> <laughs>
the entire movie is him going around apologizing to various people across the Pacific. Also, even if they did mention his fucking his color in the book, who fucking cares? It's pretend it's a movie, you fucking freaks. They also mentioned Christ. the Cold War in the book, and mm. um, you know a lot of character uh, traits that they've gotten rid of since then. A little bit past the Cold War and the film continuity, are we? Yeah. Like I, 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 my big, my big, not actor wise, but my big prediction for the Bond movies for the next one that's going to come is that they're going to desperately try and ape Marvel movies. So it's going to be a much lighter tone. Uh, no, no, There's going to be quips everywhere. I don't think so. I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Do you not think? I mean, I don't. I no, don't think because so in terms of not going to get fucking I mean, superpowers, but I mean, tone look, wise, I think they're going to lean very heavily into moments punctuated. I um, I just like to say I am all for Jamie Dornan being made do a full camp Bond, but especially if they go back to like like really goofy gadgets, like yeah. he goes to shake someone's hand and it's like a buzzer and it electrocutes them and they get knocked out. That would fucking ru- that'd be so awesome. No, the if ultimate that's the route to go with it, I'd be so for it, but I don't think my... so because uh, here's here's my reasoning, right? The last two um, films for James Bond have taken almost six years to make, and they had so much time in those six years to camp the shit out of it in in the vein of a Marvel film, and I just don't think they had to because it's become its own juggernaut in terms of cinema. In fairness, much to Daniel Craig's immense hard work on the series you know he really did turn it into a into a, like a you know a hollywood blockbuster must see movie not that i've seen any of them but you get the idea mm. but i i don't i don't think so i think they're going to be very james bond-esque i think they're going to be a well, lot of what you've seen in the last five well okay so here's my here's my thinking right so first of all i think when you say something is james bond-esque actually there's been like you know six or seven different eras anyway you know where they've they kind yeah. of half refer back to each other but then fall into themselves and fall into self-parody after a while move away from that then start referring back to the parody you know i think like you, you, there's no real definitive james bond desk now anyway but also the craig movies were for a long time I, you know I, I don't know if i'd say it about the most recent one but for a long time were the ultimate um clout chasers they were the ultimate trend chasers and that Casino Royale is just the Bourne movies. Casino Royale is how can we take what's really popular in action movies right now and translate that over? So we have, you know, that kind of steady, or that's the opposite just, of steady cam, handheld cam fighting. It's much more brutal. Um, again, that that's the really also, good one, right? Out of yeah, the Daniel Craig, Casino Royale is the one that everyone agrees yeah. is the best one. Okay, and then and then Skyfall, kind of with that tone of kind of like absurdity but in a weirdly grounded way was essentially inspired by the dark Knight. You know, I think Sam, uh, not Sam Raimi, Sam Mendes, a Sam Raimi bomb movie would be fun to see as well. <laughs> Sam Mendes <laughs> was quite explicit that that was one of the big things that they were trying to ape, you know? So mm. like, yeah, those are two of the biggest, two of the biggest trends in action movies in the two thousands bond movies tried to echo. So I don't think that there's a reason why they wouldn't try and do the same thing again, especially when tonally that's kind of an obvious shift to make. If you want to distinguish the new bond from the old bond, which they always have tried to do. Look at your John yeah. Wicks, though. It's a much more stylized film, much more. Yeah. Mm, oh, fuck. That's situation. true. I forgot them. They, tr- they could do a John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really I good think, point. I think they could pivot straight back into wood paneling in M's office, my man. Uh, I, I mean, would. I, they, do it. they do a retro bond, just straight back to the 60s. I was, I was, just, I was just thinking, like, is it time for a retro bond? I think is if they it do, time it would look too much like Austin Better Powers, still. Better <laughs> still. <laughs> that would be better get still, my first. Better still. Is it time for a time traveling bond? Yes, they have to do it before the Fast and the Furious inevitably do it. 
<laughs> oh my god, how good would the time traveling Fast and the Furious be? I mean, we have to be getting close, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when they're out, they're like they're out racing dinosaurs or something. Like yeah, that's the only close. thing. The only other. Thing. To, uh, to Fast and the Furious, and it's the same people that own the rights to Jurassic World. Because mm. if so, in the next Jurassic World film, Chris Pratt could be about to get fucking chomped up by a dinosaur. Vin Diesel pulls up and saves him, and then they outrace all the dinosaurs together. Mm. Sit patiently and wait for Disney to buy everything, and then it will inevitably happen. Oh, Dan, you don't have to wait. <laughs> Every other day, I get an ad where it says, "Hey, sign up to Disney Plus and watch The Simpsons and the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and also with, uh, you know, American Truckers and also Pawn Stars." And it's like I don't know what this service is, so I'm afraid of it. It scares me. Mm. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you actually selling me here? And it's like, well, if that didn't get you, what about The Walking Dead and The Avengers and also Futurama? And it's like, I, I, this isn't helping. I'm. I'm very confused. I don't know what to feel right now. This is really weird. And then they'll be like, yeah, but you know what we did? We bought a bunch of public access shows. And it's like, I, you need to just disappear. <laughs> this, <laughs> this service needs to go away. Why, why are you buying public access shows? I don't understand. Well, which, I, which of the streaming services has the bonds on it? Um, probably Netflix, if I had to guess. Although Amazon and Hulu are getting big in, the, in Europe now. So I guess... I guess maybe one of them. Look, there's too many services. Let me look it up right now. I, I'll find out right now. Give me, give me, give me a second here. Anyway, my controversial Bond opinion is that the best Bond actor is Timothy Dalton. Not the best Bond co- hyphen actor. The best actor who played Bond elsewhere as an actor mm-hmm. was 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 Timothy Dalton. Do you know who the youngest man to be cast as James Bond was? Oh fuck it! Is it Lazenby? Yeah. He was 30, which means that that weird kid, Barry Keegan, will be eligible to play Bond from next year. <laughs> fucking hell. I would fucking love just no a wonder he's getting pushing no, no wonder he's getting jacked, man. He's going for it. He's definitely going for it. Fair. He just solves problems by standing near people and making them uncomfortable. And okay, you're telling so me that Jamie like... Dornan wouldn't also be the weird Bond. I mean... Jamie Dornan would be the weird Bond, but in the unintentional way. Did you see that? Did you see that show he did with um, uh, what's her name from X Files? Gillian Anderson. Yeah, The Fall. No, he's the main antagonist in The Fall, (laughs) and he's weird. Weird. He's fucking weird, man. I didn't know he was in The Fall. Yeah, he's the he's the main villain. Good for him, I guess. He he looks like a slightly worse version of Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's, he's Henry Cavill's cousin. That's so what you've done, though, to be fair, in those give glasses. Me, uh... <laughs> so I give me Henry up... Cavill. Well, then get me Henry Cavill's non-union equivalent. So I looked it up, Dan, and apparently I was right. It... Basically, from 1997 on, they're all on Amazon. And before 1997, they're, e- <laughs> they're either on, like, the Microsoft Store to rent or Amazon to what? stream. And that's, oh, that's where so all the James... Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking brilliant. Watch it on Zoom. I'm looking at it here. If you want to watch Thunderball, you can sign up to Amazon or you could rent it from the Microsoft Store, the Apple TV Store, the Sky Store, or Roku 10 TV. I no. mean, I get... And if I was to watch any of them, like if I was looking up, I'd be looking up the old ones. Because the new ones, you know, I've, I've seen them all. They're always on TV. Um, 
and you know i i don't think there's any experience watching one of the daniel craig bond movies that i wouldn't have as good a time watching some other popular like john wick or whatever whereas the old james bond movies are now just worth watching because they're kind of like their own more fun with john wick Sorry, yeah, no, I, but I mean, like, I'm not going to have a noticeably different type of time. It's still, like, they're just an action movie the same way the others are. Whereas if I'm watching fucking Roger Moore dress as a clown to disarm a nuclear bomb or run across the back of crocodiles, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting that anywhere else. So those, I'd that's, be, like, seeking mm. those ones out more than the others. Well, this has been a fun James Bond discussion. What else we got? I'm excited for the rest of the show now. This has been a good start. Who's going to play the next John Wick? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He's going to take over from Keanu Reeves when he leaves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is uh, second. Second son. I, I'm very into this this Keanu Reeves career trajectory where he just plays John Wick for the rest of his career. That's good with me. I'm good with that, baby. That's fine. Okay. His version of the unbearable weight of massive talent is coming out <laughs> in about 15 years. I, I find, let's have like 15 John fucking Wicks. Who cares? These are awesome. They rule. Yeah. What's it's your crazy. favorite Jack Nicholson film? As good as it gets. Um, probably. Fuck. What's the say? What's the one where they're like? Yeah, the reason actually in that. Jesus. Um, the, where the sailors taking like a guy to be court-martialed. A few good men. The last detail. Anger management with Adam Sandler. Did you cut the last detail? Is that what you said it was? Yeah. Remember the play? No. Uh, um, it's based on a novel. But, yeah, essentially, Jack Nicholson and this other guy are taking a, um, a, a like a teenager who um, was dishonorably discharged, and they're taking him to prison. Um, and the teenager is played by Randy Quaid. Anyway, yeah. I saw. I think. Um, oh no! I, I, someone else was watching it. I think Owen probably. And I came in, Melifon, and I came in to to join watching. It's really good. Oh. And it's like, because you know, like actors as well, like this, I, this, def, this happened with De Niro, definitely happened with Pacino. They sort of like, after a while, seem to fall into a part, you know, where their parts can follow very similar roles. Mm. And I think Nicholson kind of had that after a while, you know, the, you know, the Jack Nicholson kind of caricature. And it's Pacino because definitely was... became the fucking hoorah guy. I saw yeah. because of them uh... early on when that, before that happened. It's because he refused to do television. Nicholson. Really? Yeah, Our Jack Pacino. Nicholson Jack Nicholson has very rarely ever done television. He's only sporadically appeared on TV because he considers himself a movie star. Yeah, fair um, enough. And he so, is. Yeah. But so if you're doing movie role after movie role, and as you start to get older, they're starting to look for your classic performance, mm-hmm. he's not going to have the ability to, especially back in like the fucking, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, he's not going to have the ability to stretch out character wise um and, and go from there like he's gonna start getting typecast at a certain stage because those are the roles he's taken up and in fairness that's where the money is but yeah i, that, I think jack nicholson's biggest problem was that he got typecast and he was fine with that because he wanted to work in movies he yeah. didn't want to work in tv and even when like his movie stuff wrapped up he didn't want to go and do tv stuff anywhere like mm-hmm. i don't think he's been on television since the mid 80s maybe i mean i that also last think TV he's made mo- i don't think he's made a big movie in he hasn't made a movie since like 2010. I think that's retired. Thing I Is he not retired? Yeah, yeah, I think he's got dementia as well. So, oh, yeah, good for him. Um, no, not, not good for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, uh, not the choice I, I made, but I respect it. <laughs> um, I'd have to say it's The Shining. I mean, that, that movie is incredible. 
The Shining's great, but right. So think about the I, I as good as it think gets. Think about this. Unhappy, what if it's not? No, it is. It is. But <laughs> what came out after the Shining? Fucking Mars Attacks. And you're gonna tell me that you wouldn't love to watch Mars Attacks right now? Yeah, but for Tom I've Jones, never watched it. Not for Jack Nicholson. Oh, Mars Attacks rules. Yeah, Mars Attacks is such a weird stupid. film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I recommend dumb. watching it when you're oh, really tired. The, was that the one with the brain aliens? That freaked me the yeah. fuck out. Yeah, they yeah. and they can't stand listening to uh, country and western. Neither can I, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot I in listen, common. I came home. I, I was. I listened to country and Irish all day, all the way home today. Oh no. Yeah. You could tell you're on brain I put on, I put, on, I put on Marty Moan radio for the crack. Crystal swing. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot, my, of, uh, lot of songs about driving cars and uh-huh. lorries and tractors. Drive, driving cars and washing your truck. No, but, uh, washing country. trucks. There's no point in this country. Never. There's nothing about ro- washing the trucks. In, in, how, but how are you supposed to show washing off to your, your good mate? Washing your sensible family car. I think the filth is part of the bragging rights. <laughs> Decades of this- filth on this car. <laughs> Philip, I found this fucking huge puddle earlier. You won't fucking believe it. <laughs> you, you won't believe how big this fucking puddle was, dude. What an big incredible smash. puddle. It's, I thought I was going to drown. I'm not even lying. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. I did two Hail Marys as the water splashed over the hood of the car. <laughs> so, um, I think, to, yeah, to... I think The Shining is probably up there, but as good as it gets is my favorite Jack Nicholson movie. Mm. I'd say it's uh, the last detail of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's very good too. Um, I I still think my favorite though is is honestly as good as it gets. I I only watched it for the first time like a year ago. Um, and Aoife really liked it, and I was thinking like, well, I guess we'll put it on. We've nothing else to watch. Um, which is a lie. You always have fucking everything you could ever want to possibly watch in the hard fucking world. But we put it on, and uh, it, it's good. It's it, it's a little bit long. Um, I would have obviously liked it to be a, a tiny bit shorter. Because uh, it drags a little bit, but it's very good. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And I actually forgot Keanu Reeves is in the movie. He's He, he plays like a young hot doctor. <laughs> Which is really funny because he's probably like 30 or like 35. But like he's, yeah, he's supposed to be like like young. Bummer. Like, oh, look at this. Look at this little baby face doctor. <laughs> um, That's my favorite Jack Nicholson movie, though. But actually, going to that idea of actors kind of falling into those roles as time goes on, what's the most successful most famous actor who has never been typecast or who's yeah, christopher lee it. i guess christopher lee i think would, was typecast as multiple things i mean then i he guess wasn't so, typecast but, was he i mean like, i think you can type be typecast by in like three or four categories and you're still playing a role or playing to an expectation that's called being an, a versatile actor i think yeah, like being he, a versatile actor is something like daniel day lewis where every role like, is different Oh, you like mean you you're have... only going to accept versatility if it's literally a, literally one of the one of the major proponents of character acting? I literally will only accept versatility if you're going to use Daniel it to Day praise Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis yeah. is the only versatile actor there is. I agree. I think. I, uh, I think Chris. I think Christopher Lee is definitely someone who's had the most varied career for like the longest yes. time. Like for someone yeah. that's been around for like eight million fucking years. Like he's been there since the dinosaurs were were fucking. And he's had a- Throwing shickles his way to do plays, like, and he's still he still has. Yeah, but he, he still plays kind of vaguely authority figures each time. I, mean, I get, I get what you're saying. To them. Menacing like, like you ever in a rom com? I guess you, uh, yeah, probably the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> but him, I, I get him, what you're saying. Jar Jar. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I mean, in fairness, like, I mean, you know, his his character in Star Wars is fucking Count Dooku, which is basically fucking Count Vampire Dracula Man. You know, yeah. so I mean, I guess you're right, but like, yeah, no, I'd say Christopher Lee has had yeah. such a long career that it's been it's been pretty good for him in terms of like in terms of variety. Um, I think the person that's had the least amount of variety since about five fucking minutes since he walked near a camera is Clint Eastwood, <laughs> who either plays who either plays cowboy or a million dollar baby plays cowboy who's also a coach, I guess. No, he's he's a genius because he played the cowboy and he was like, "What if I'm a vulnerable cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> what if I was a modern day cowboy, but instead of being a cowboy, I was a coach?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 love it. What is a coach but a cowboy in the modern day?" <laughs> You're Mr. Eastwood. You are correct. <laughs> well, I I don't know if it was Sergio Leone who said Clint Eastwood was the perfect guy cast for the man with no name or whatever the character's name is in all them movies because I needed I didn't need a character. I needed a face. And Clint Eastwood has two faces, hat and no hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great quote. <laughs> I know. Let's see if I can find the exact quote. Um, That's fantastic. I was in the board game shop the other day, and there was a a cowboy-themed shoot 'em up game. Oh, nice! The the instructions only were in Italian and English, which I thought was a great (laughs) nod to spaghetti westerns. Those (sighs) the two languages of westerns. No other language. How how do we make a version of Guess Who where every single character is Clint Eastwood, but the rules prevent you from being able to guess (laughs) anything about him? Um, and one of them is the orangutan from. Doesn't uh, much, like if, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have much replay value, does it? Like, if you can figure out even a single guess, you'll win, because they have to say yes, and then you can guess it's Clint Eastwood. But it could just be a guess who rules, game with roles with all with all of like Clint Eastwood's roles. That'd be fun. Is it a comedy? Yeah, it's all. <laughs> everyone always picks paint your wagon. <laughs> yeah. Is it a western? No. <laughs> What's the, um, what's the baby with the orangutan? Every which way but loose. That's, instead of him, it's the orangutan's face. I, when you said that, I was thinking of a... Uh, what's the fucking baseball movie? Oh, what's the baseball movie? Um, League of Their Own? No. Moneyball? Those are the only two baseball <laughs> yeah, movies. Field, yeah, but... Field of Dreams? <laughs> Yeah, the baseball movie. The, the one where the chimpanzee plays baseball, that one. Yes. With, with Matt LeBlanc in it. Yes. <laughs> That, I only know that because that was the big, big movie fucking so many times. Was Rick Moranis in that too? Uh, I can't remember. Base Ed. Ed. One of the iconic animal plays sport because it's technically not against the rules movies. <laughs> Here's the tagline. I swear this the fucking greatest tagline of all time. Minor league. Major yeah. friendship. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's a Matt LeBlanc movie from like the early nineties. Um It's before where, Friends, is it? I think it's just about when Friends hit or else just what, after Friends. What the fuck? Okay. I am the budget was twenty four million dollars. The budget was twenty four million dollars. It lost twenty million dollars at the box office. No. <laughs> I Googled this and the first thing that's come up is a fucking pic. There's a picture of a chimpanzee on life support, which apparently is a scene from the movie, like with uh, the full fucking tube going up his nose. So I think <laughs> that might be part of why they lost the money. A lot of bad creative decisions. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. Is is Matt LeBlanc, is he one of the weirder stories where like in the space of a year, he went from Hollywood flop to Hollywood megastar in terms of like bankability and money? I mean, don't, 
most people who become stars go from not not a star to a star. What I mean is, is that in the mid nineties, as Friends was picking up, he's in this movie which bombed hard. Like, would probably ruin a career if it wasn't for the fact that he had friends to fall back on. But even now, after Friends, he's still such like a big name draw for people that like he had a sitcom a couple of years ago called like Man with a Plan or like you know fucking Father of the Pride or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't know. It's one of one of those like family sitcoms. And it was very successful viewership-wise for them. But they had to stop making the show because <laughs> they couldn't afford to pay Matt LeBlanc and keep the show on the air. He was <laughs> he was bringing in too many viewers, so he had to get too paid too highly. And they were like, we just we can't keep making the show. There's no point in making the show. He's too successful. We thought we'd get like a season out of it. So we put Matt LeBlanc in and he's he's really like he's knocking it out of the park too well. Is that that's the version of the story Matt LeBlanc tells? No, that's 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 what happened. He's uh, the show was uh, it was picked up for a season, and I guess you know when you see like a really weird cast, like it's like a bunch of people that like you might have maybe heard of once or twice, and then it's like, wait a minute, it's a bunch of these people you've never heard of, and then also you somehow got fucking Keanu Reeves as a season regular. You know what I mean? It's like how the fuck did you do that? Yeah, I think it was one of those situations where they were like, eh, we'll put Matt LeBlanc in there for some star power. And then it, it did really well. And they kept putting it on the air. But then, like, because it's doing well, he gets more and more money every season. And they're like, well, okay, fuck off. Fuck, fuck Matt LeBlanc. We're not, we're not paying him this fucking giant salary. Fuck off, dude. You're in your 50s. Did they get rid of him? I, mm-hmm. I was trying to remember show. what Matt LeBlanc had been doing for the last ages and it turns out Top Gear. Uh, he was doing Top Gear. He was in a sitcom for a while called Episodes, a British show, and it's actually pretty good. He's very good. Yeah, in that it. was a good show. Why is yeah. he living in the UK? What's that about? He's not. He just oh. he he got offered a role, and he was ready to stop being, as we talked about last week, was ready to stop taking a nine-year break from working. <laughs> and so he yeah. was like, cool, this sounds interesting. I'll do it. And in fairness, the role was perfect to get back into acting because they're like, hey, what if you play giant shithead you? And he's like, great. And you're going to pay me a bunch of money. They're like, yeah, he's like, great. Love it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they had like David Schwimmer on Entourage. And it's like, yeah, be David Schwimmer, but like also a Hollywood prick. And he's like, love it. Excellent. <laughs> I, what a I great career. I have such move. admiration for the people who go on like Entourage or um, Curb Your Enthusiasm or stuff like that and just play like monster versions of themselves. Yeah. But maybe if I was a monster in real life, I'd go on to those shows and be like, okay, I'm going to play a monster version of myself, but a different type of monster. So no one suspects oh, that I'm actually... Yeah, yeah. Like it, a- it would be like my therapy. I'd go on to these kind of shows and really fucking like ham it up like to the fucking nines. And then they'd never suspect that like, you know... I that act like I'm really, pretentious, like- but I'm actually yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a sexual predator. Yeah, it would like really just kind of save you. <laughs> But then didn't the opposite for that happen with um I was watching the Jimmy Savile documentary and it's fucking weird how like he basically had gotten away with it and then just had so many TV appearances throughout the noughties where he came across as deeply fucking weird that people began to be like, actually, those accusations in the 80s were probably true. This man is, is off. The weirdest part with the Jimmy Savile thing is like, Jimmy, what are you having for dinner tonight? And he's like, oh, I think I'm going to have me a little kid. And then they're like, ah, Jimmy, you fucking card. And then yeah. they just played it off for 20 fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Very honest and upfront. It's like when people turned around and found out that fucking Marilyn Manson was problematic. And it's like, I don't know why you're shocked. I don't know why this is fucking news to people. 
I would have been surprised if he never came out as a giant fucking dickhead. What are you talking about? I don't know. I think I think the people, the perception people have of any of the like shock rockers or metal people is that they're like they're always dead on sweethearts. Yeah. Like, no, I, I I always I am my impression is that the stereotype is like you go and see like you know a metal concert and it's very intense and aggressive and then you see him b- backstage. And, oh hey, thanks so much. For, you're like you know like um Corn in South Park. So where they're, that's what they're, they're, they're the Scooby Doo gang. Corn are the only fucking group like that that aren't actually giant shitheads. They're the only exception to the rule. Everyone else has a song where they're talking about how like they like to kick their girlfriend in the face, and then ten years later, they're like, "Hey, we actually looked into that, and uh, he really does kick his girlfriend in the face." Yeah. Meanwhile, like you know, fucking Serge Tankian of System of a Down, fucking starts selling NFTs, and Corn are like, "Yeah, fuck this guy," and it's like, "Yeah, Corn yeah. rules. Fuck this guy. I agree with Corn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great." I didn't realize you could get canceled for selling NFTs. Yeah. Excellent. It's not so much it's not so much cancelled as like people are like, hey dude, you're a giant fucking hypocrite loser. That's Have lame. You- yeah, and like it's like people are just really disappointed by it. It's it's like if you came home from school and like you got like all E's on your report card. That's kind of what a celebrity selling NFTs is like. <laughs> and the Surge Tanky and stuff was so fucking funny because all of the fans came out and they were like, Hey, weren't you the guy from System of a Down? <laughs> and now you're selling NFTs. And then he had like this really weird excuse where he was like, don't worry, guys, I figured out how to sell NFTs and it's actually net negative for the environmental impact. And it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. You have, all right. Sure. Uh, Wh- whatever helps you sleep at night, buddy. Who was the um, the singer who has been spending the last, like, I don't know, like weeks on Twitter calling out people who was saying that he was introducing politics into songs and it wasn't there. And he's like, I wrote those. D. Snyder. <laughs> you know, people are saying, like, I can't believe oh, that yeah. the SJWs are trying to ruin all these great metal songs by putting politics in. It's like, I wrote, I wrote those. I am the lead singer of Twisted Sister. They were, <laughs> they were always political. You just didn't yeah. listen to it. Well, that's it. It's just, it's, you know, people have like a vague understanding of what something is or what they think it is. And then <laughs> they just kind of cling to what their fucking headcanon is for it, essentially. But, like, the celebrity NFT thing is so fucking lame just because it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. You have, like, a lot of money already, and this seems like a weird hill to die on because you've seen everyone else in the space get shit for it. And they always think... The NFT thing is bizarre because they always think, well, they're not going to get mad at me. I know they got mad at every single one of my friends that tried this in recent memory, but I am the exception here. And I then they do it... insulated from that. I think they just don't realize that people get angry over it. I, I think, think that like, I think it's fucking insane. If you're gonna do it, at the very least, have the balls to stand up for it and be like, "Yeah, look, fuck it, dude, I'm doing it anyway. But I'm gonna make it, money off it. it." It's like fucking Reese Witherspoon. Like she, she stuck to it. Like debating some pro- Yeah, but I think she's basically consuming all the criticism through an intermediary. I don't think people realize how vociferous people are against it. I I think they have to be because Rob McElhenney backed out of his. He yeah, but he very his- clearly he very clearly uses his own social media. Whereas I right, think like what I'm like saying Reece is, is that can you really say that can you really say that you're like isolated from all that noise if you did it anyway? You know what I mean? Well, like I there's no way the person, there's no way that Serge Tankian sat there and thought, hey, this thing that's incredibly environmentally um terrible. <laughs> there's no way that he thought, how the fuck would anyone that likes me from system of a fucking down of all things, how would they get mad about this? That's insane to me. Like the idea that like no one would get mad and they'd all buy his fucking like system of a down apes or whatever. Crazy. That's nuts. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 such a shit time to be online. Yeah, you come on every day, and every like fucking all these guys that you like are all shitheads, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, really, watch your fucking like what? It's so weird when you see someone who's like really wealthy, and they just like piss reputation down the drain for what won't even amounts to like a huge amount of money. <laughs> like at the very least, like if this guy was like, "Hey, I know everyone hated me over, but I'm gonna level with you. I made two hundred million dollars off this scam." At least I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? I can't fault you. I can't. <laughs> I can't fault you for two hundred million, baby. I can't do it." Mm. But when it's like such a small amount of money in comparison, and they've spent like decades building up all this goodwill and stuff, and it's like you piss it down the drain in seconds. It's like I. I don't know why you guys keep doing... Like, you keep seeing it backfire. Like, it backfires every fucking time. There's no one where a celebrity has been like, here's my NFT coins that I'm putting out, and they've been like, yes, yes! I was fucking dying for the Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Dogecoin. I am so happy. It's never uh, happened. It's backfired I mean, every time. I do I do kind of have a certain love or fascination, not, not specifically for NFT uh, self-inflicted disasters, but for when celebrities, apropos of nothing, decide to be like, yeah, let's... Let's like yeah. this uh this old fuse. Like when fucking Anthony yeah. Kiedis, out of nothing, you know, successful, by the way, it just come out, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were riding high, and then he released his autobiography where he admits to committing statutory rape. Cool. Yeah. And so yeah, why did called, you did you did you call them the Red Hot Chili Peepers? I didn't, but I should. <laughs> I think you did. The Red Hot Chili Peepers. Can we get can we get the Red Hot Chili Peepers? <laughs> is this is this gonna like come back in slow motion now with the the Red Hot Chili Peepers? <laughs> No, no, no! It's the red hot, it's the red hot child peepers now. That's where we are in the world. Oh no! My favorite story about the red hot chili peppers, which recurs in the tabloids every few months, is people who thought they were buying tickets to the red hot chili peppers and have accidentally gone to see the red hot chili pipers, the Scottish folk band. <laughs> and it happens every few months that people like it happens to someone, and they're like, "I bet this has never happened before." You, I'm you know going what to that is? You know what that is? Well, That's a perfect example of SEO at work. Mm -hmm. That's the Red Hot Chili Piper's press team yeah. doing that on a weekly basis. Yeah. We made 100%. ourselves, we made ourselves every, insanely searchable. I bet every single one of those stories includes reference to the guys, the, the, the hapless, unfortunate attendees of the wrong concert saying that they really enjoyed the concert. Yeah. They had a good time. They were actually really good. They had a good time in spite of their error. I mean, to be I fair, if I was a bagpipe band and I thought another band was called the Red Hot Chili Pipers, I'd just give up because <laughs> you're not topping that. Fair. Yeah, I the Foo Pipers. Like, I don't know how do you how do you possibly how do you possibly come back from it? <laughs> Pipers of a down. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The Red Hot Chili Pipers is perfect. I can't think of anything. Billy Pipers. Blink one ill and pipe. <laughs> Oof. That's pretty good. What else have we got? Yeah, I. that's it. They they really did. They, they're number one, and you can only hope to be a, a distant second. <laughs> Fantastic. They nailed it off the bat. Well, we think they nailed it off the bat. We haven't seen all the failed attempts. That's fair. That's They probably they had do? all these names originally. Do they do it? Do they do any covers or what's the story with them? I would love if they exclusively <laughs> yeah. did Red Hot Chili Peppers covers. Yeah, they, they have to do at least one or two. Or if they announce themselves as a covers band, but then the covers from a different band. 
like the Beatles. Like we don't actually like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's purely promotional thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to fucking hear Snow Hey Cal- on a bagpipe. I w- I think Californication would be great with a bagpipe in it. <laughs> I've often taught that myself. <laughs> Please put down the bass. Falsetto with a bagpipe. <laughs> put down the bass. Pick up the pipes. You know you want to do it. Pick up the pipe. No, not the crack pipe. <laughs> put that down. Put no, no. Well, he was some. He was a trumpet prodigy, apparently. So I don't know if that translates into. He still, he still plays it on stage sometimes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And he plays it on the album. I think in the last yeah. album, there's a whole trumpet section. And I don't know if they got in a trumpet section or if Flea just recorded himself many, many times. Uh, if you were Flea, which would you do? The many, many times, many, many times thing. It sounds like it would be more fun to do it that way. I mean, if I was a smarter band, what I would do is I would send them the sheet music and I'd only do it on stage. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, that's besides the point. I do like when a band, you know, gets really into the album production techniques and adds stuff that they can never hope to replicate on stage. And then, like, you know, some bands just do not fucking try. Like, yeah, I know there was a yeah. string section here. I know there was overlayered vocals and, like, an echo, you know, the guitar had a counterpoint of another guitar solo, which was also me. Um, we're just not doing any of that. I'm just going to do the first, like, the top track and nothing else. No. Uh, but then I also like, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, because John Frusciante would do, like, multiple solos. Um, so they just hire like three other guitarists who stand in the back and their job is to be there for like one or two songs each. Mm. It's like, now you play rhythm and you play second rhythm. But also, Doo-doo. you're not getting any credit for this. Speaking of music, so obviously me and Stephen this weekend were out at the, the beer festival. Beer. Uh, and had a great little time. We went inside at one point to the dance floor and we were dancing for literally the rest of the night like that's that's where the rest of the night ended we were just we were in just dancing for the for the rest of the 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 event admittedly it did wrap up at about half nine actually, <laughs> it wrapped up earlier, actually it wrapped up earlier than half nine it, it wrapped up at 8 59 on the fucking dot uh-huh um so we went in dancing away for a couple hours whatever <clears throat> i have never understood never understood the people that are in an extraordinary loud bar in this case, where it specifically had been taken over by a dance area because of the, <laughs> the event that was on. And they sit in the corner with a pint and try to talk. You're, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. I don't understand anyone that's near a dance floor and doesn't want to get the fuck up on that dance floor anyway. As you boys both know, if I'm on a dance floor, I spend my entire time trying to get as many people into it as I possibly can. And it usually works very well. We were dancing with a whole group of Spanish people on, on, uh, on, Sunday, yeah. on Sunday evening because they got so into us being up dancing that they couldn't help themselves. Were they not dancing before, no? No. No, okay. No. Yeah, they, I suppose they, at one point we were, it was just us three. Yeah. Myself, your wife, and you. Yeah. Nice little, nice little trifecta there. Yeah, and then uh, towards Third, the end of it, we, we had a away. And then what really, what we got loads of people up towards the end because we were standing around dancing the entire time. And <laughs> unfortunately, there's videos of me and Steve getting very, too, like, way too into it. And we're like full force roaring singing at all the songs that are playing <laughs> while we're standing on the dance floor. That's that's not too bad. My main yeah, but it was, it was bad like, memory it or was worry when we used to go seven, No, but that was, I mean, that's just loud. It was still bright out. I have memories I, I, of going out saying... with you guys and the big worry being that you were going to murder someone because 
of your not not intentionally just because of the exuberance of your dance moves listen yeah, if, you go to, if you get out to any bar and there's a dance floor there that's not the bar for you if you don't want to dance because you're there to have the chats, and you can't do that there. This is not, um, I, I 100% can't do it. Go wait outside, and you could talk outside and drink outside, but in here, you're never going to get a conversation off. Insane to me that they'd even try. But I also don't even know. How the fuck can you resist a dance floor? God, fuck it. How can you resist a dance floor? There's nothing else to do in a bar. Like, if there's music and there's an area to dance in, that's all there is. <laughs> it's not like it's like oh we didn't dance because there's too many activities to do no you either sit quietly or you fucking dance why aren't you up dancing <laughs> what music were they playing oh they were playing bangers then they were playing fucking bangers yeah it was and, and it was like banger after banger too it was like a good 80s. playlist a lot of lot of 80s dance um a lot of uh there was a fair bit of new order yeah yeah there was yeah there was Everything that, that was wasn't bad. Blue Monday, basically. Ah, yeah. I like Blue we Monday. Danced, we were only dancing for about two hours, maybe two it and was, a half hours. It was, a, it was a Today FM Friday Night 80s there. I'm pretty sure it might have been Ed Smith. <laughs> they, got him in, they got him in for 12 beer tokens at the event. Don't worry, man. This will get you 12 half pints. <laughs> did, I not tell you that, did I not tell you that um, uh they asked me if I was the DJ on the way in. Nearly, I mean, for free, ah. just like this way. I mean, it wouldn't have been for free. We'd already bought you a ticket. I already, I sent you twenty. Yeah, I know. What I'm saying is, it wouldn't have been free though. We'd already, we'd already paid. Uh. <laughs> if anything, we would have lost money because <laughs> you would have got, you would have got a free ticket after we paid for it. Would have been down, net negative. Yeah, it was a good night. Though. I just, I just can't figure it out. I understand some people don't like to dance; they get embarrassed or whatever. I mean, I don't understand why you possibly fucking would, but that's me. Um, but I just, I, I've always found it really funny, of like the pure persistence, like the supreme persistence of no, I really want to talk about the match, and this is the bar we're in, so I'm gonna have to fucking really scream my guts out to get yeah. this conversation point across. And I just, I, I gotta, I, I gotta applaud that level of. Uh, of just like pure, pure persistence, like just mm. completely not gonna let it stop you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very fond of it. Mm. Makes no sense to me though. Absolutely crazy. N- nut chops. <laughs> I think for me, the big problem with dancing in bars is not that people are trying to talk around the dance floor. It's also that. Bars just place the dance floor wherever they haven't placed tables. So you can put it in the most fucking awkward spot. Like the dance floor is in the middle of a bunch of people on tables having to get to the bar. Or the dance that floor is a meter squared, you know, where people that are also queuing of, for drinks. I, I don't need space. If you're queuing for drinks and you're in my dance way, that's up to you, my friend. That's not my problem. I am just dancing where the good Lord has taken me. I have literally dragged people to the Odeon bar. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's right outside the Lewis stop. Um, on the green line um, from work. We were at a Halloween party and I dragged people in costume to the Odeon and for anyone that's been in the Odeon, they don't have a dance floor. I was no. still dancing in the Did Odeon. Did they not? No. Is that, we is walked, that open we area? No, that's for, that's for like just like people to like be in like they're not they're not uh, dance floor areas. They sometimes have a dance area in there and the upstairs is a function room with a dance floor on it but the downstairs is just supposed to be like a pub 
and we walked in and it was literally as you right as you walk in the door we put all of our bags down at the table right inside the door and we started dancing right in the middle of the fucking entranceway into the Odeon. I don't give a shit where the dance floor is. If we're going to dance, we're going to dance. I don't care. I that, Where it is or how big it is, that's irrelevant to me. Uh. <clears throat> what is your ultimate dance floor song? Like that if it comes on, you'll just lose your fucking mind. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. For me, it's Everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Okay. I think at the minute... At the minute for me... It would probably be Truth Hurts by Lizzo. I mean, that's not the one I'm thinking of. It's a Lizzo song anyway. That might not be the one. Aoife I can change you, my friend. <laughs> However, my all-time favorite dance song, as you both well know, and as maybe maybe legacy listeners to the previous podcast know, is of course the Beastie Boys and it's Intergalactic, because that is the best dance song of all fucking time, and it's incredible. It's just I think a, a certain repetitiveness in dance is is important for dance songs. You want like any, to essentially find Beastie your groove and stay there. Any Beastie Boys song is fucking great fun to dance to. Sabotage, fan fucking tastic. Dancing. I have never danced to Sabotage. Oh, what too, a great one to dance punk. to. Oh no, Sabotage is great. A fucking, a fucking interpretive dance where you have been betrayed by your best friend and now you are dead in the middle of the dance floor. Fantastic. Can't get, can't get much better than that, except for Intergalactic, as we've said. Um. Oh, there's a lot of them. The Beastie Boys are they're a good. If you want to be out and you want to have a good groove track, Beastie Boys are up there. They're they're like top tier. Has to be but, some seventies disco for me. Oh, all day. Uh, yeah, some fucking Boney M is pretty good too. Oh yeah, Rasputin. Let's go. Although <laughs> at my friend at my friend's wedding in November. Not, not yours, Adam. I was, like, oh, no, I was just I was about right. to say. I was about to say. Yeah, Dan, I'm the friend. <laughs> the song I lost my mind to the most, and this was, you know, the vagaries of the drunk. So I don't know why in my drunk mind this was the song I was the most excited for. Was a uh, good looking woman by Joe Dolan. That that's was that's a banger, man. Banger. <laughs> that's why you were so excited for it. Fucking pure culty energy in the middle of Cork, just. Dan, how drunk Joe. how drunk are you getting at your wedding and how much are you gonna dance because i need uh, to be well prepared i'm gonna dance a lot probably okay. uh unless unless it's much hotter than i'm gonna than i'm anticipating and i'm gonna drink not very much up until the up until after dinner and then quite a lot okay okay what time did you say that you were wrapping things up was it 10 p.m like one of those uh lame no, continent english weddings so it no, I mean the the open bar goes on until one in the morning. Um, <laughs> the, there we go. That's better. But it does then, like you're then kicked out. So it what doesn't. Do you, it does. What? It's not. It's not like the Irish weddings. Yeah, because the hotel has has things like that's just the way, when Spanish weddings end. Like, Sorry. So so let me just get, let's let's recap. You're running an open bar. Yeah. Which we've already paid for. So just go batch it. Um, oh, I'll go batch it. It closes when the reception closes. Ah. Dan, question: Are we going to run out much sooner than you think? Are you what? Are we picking songs for your wedding? Yeah, there's a thing on the website. Oh fuck! I haven't sent you the link either. All right, I know. Go. That's what Me I'm neither. asking. 
I, I, also, Steve, I sent it to you on on. Is it Sunday. is it a DJ? No, yeah, it is a DJ, and I don't fucking oh. want a DJ. I just want Spotify Premium, but I legally can't do that without getting in trouble. So I have, DJ, have to get someone to play the, the playlist. Um, I think so. We're trying to make sure we get oh. someone who understands English. Oh yeah, they don't need to understand English, baby. I will dance. I will no, show. I will. I will bust the dance moves out in front of them. Steve, remember that time me and you accidentally. <laughs> accidentally ended up in the afters of someone else's wedding and we kept requesting intergalactic and they got really mad at us no what i'm pretty sure it Where? was in the i'm pretty sure it was in library bar that's their fault for having the afters of their wedding in the library bar i don't even know how you could dance in library bar where's this i don't know if it's library bar. i could be thinking of a different bar but we had been out it was the night night the night it was the night we went to fucking Jesus The night we Christ. went out for a couple of Heinemites, was it? No, we went out for a couple of... Uh, we went out to, to that hardware bar. And Mary's. Yeah, Mary's. And we, or, we Stephen paid for two double Jamesons. But they accidentally like gave us like way too much. But also, it was very expensive, so we stole the glasses. Um, And uh, we, we wandered into some bar afterwards. And we went in... So the bouncer like waved us in as if like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think he misheard us or something. Oh. And so we went in and we went upstairs and we walked in and Stephen was like, I think this is an after party for a wedding. And I was like, no, no, it's definitely not. And then he pointed out to a woman over in the corner who was very clearly wearing a long white dress. And I was like, Stephen, you know what? You might be fucking right. <laughs> we, we it might, could have been a hand might... party. Could have been a hand party. I, I mean, it could have been, but you don't usually wear a long don't white dress than hands. Not gonna, uh, it would be more it. appropriate I've to seen have it, a post. It's crazy. Like, it would be more appropriate to have wedding afters in the library bar than to send a hen to the library bar. Also, the library bar's gone now, by the way. I know. Done so. yeah. Very oh, well. disappointed. Very disappointed. I'll, I'll live. How, how are we going to walk into people's wedding receptions now? What are we going to do? I like the library bar because you have to walk through a part of the hotel to get there. I always felt like I was vaguely just <laughs> a random drunk from the street invading. Yeah, it, it could. In fairness, it, in fairness, it could have been a hens and not a, not a not a wedding reception. That's just what we figured out at the time is that we thought it was because Stephen pointed out and he was like, "I'm pretty sure there's a woman, <laughs> woman at the corner in a long white dress." I was like, "You know what, Stephen? <laughs> I think you might have. I think you might have cracked the fucking. Co- I don't know how you did it, but you figured out the the mystery here." But we kept requesting. Uh, we went up to like they had a DJ in the corner. We kept going up to him, and I went up and I was like, "Can you play Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys?" And he was like, "No." And uh, <laughs> and Stephen went up afterwards. Uh, Stephen requested it, and he said no. And then at one point, I went back up and did it again. And he was like, "I'm not playing the Beastie Boys." And he got really mad at us, and they got really angry that we kept requesting fucking Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. But you know what would have solved that problem? Playing Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Playing Intergalactic by the fucking Beastie Boys. You know what? I don't think it would have. I think he'd have danced to it and then got up and been like, again. Encore. 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 (laughs) (laughs) The bride wants it. Sure, if you don't know what you want. (laughs) No, but um, not only are we taking uh, requests for the playlist, but everyone's requesting the same songs. It's the same. We're getting the same like five songs requested again and again and again. Cool. Okay. What are they? Rasputin. Uh, a little bit of craft work in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Rasputin is yes one of the songs. So excellent start. <laughs> Rasputin's in there. I'm gonna say Waterloo is in there. Uh, well, ABBA in general. Yeah, even though we ah. explicitly tell people don't recommend ABBA, we're well ahead of you. And they still picked ABBA. <laughs> They still pick ABBA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We tell people the same. Hey, there'll be a lot of ABBA because you know 
we know you all like ABBA, that's fine. And they all still sent back, they're like, oh, play Waterloo. And it's like, I don't think you understand what don't request ABBA means. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, I, think to... I requested ABBA because I wanted to make sure Lay All Your Love On Me was there. It was very <laughs> important to me. And it was. It was. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't a wasted choice. There was very few songs, in fairness, from the playlist that didn't get played. Um, there was a couple that I don't think they played because it was getting late and they were terrible choices. <laughs> I, think, I think the DJ looked at it. He was like, hey, you know it would be great if I didn't shove a song in here that was shit and didn't uh, flow with the rest of it. What were they? Fucking one um, of the ABBA songs about divorce. No, one of them was, uh, you know that song Dance Monkey? Uh-huh. Uh, that was on there and it i mean it's a fine song it's a good song to dance to but like it doesn't really fit with the rest of the songs that were requested that night so it would have been a really weird choice to shove in like after fucking waterloo plays or whatever and it's like oh now it's a dance monkey didn't play my Uh, request either by the way what was was your request no i'm not telling you oh i do remember your request your request was <laughs> oh, it was. Sorry, I thought you have no one but yourself Before you filled out your invite, you were on the couch. Stephen was the very first person to ever had his invite back. Um, you were on the couch and you made two suggestions before you actually picked the songs. Do you remember what they were? Nope. One was the Root Sandstorm. Of course we didn't. <laughs> we definitely Why? did not play your sandstorm. You know and, what your second your sa- choice was? What was my second choice? Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> what a great Which choice. we did play. Which we did play. It was great. It's not what I wrote down though in the end. Oh, that was on the other night too. What yeah, it was. Song? I'm really nervous to probably see any video of videos on this phone. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we rocked it. We killed it. Yeah, of course we did. We were walking like Egyptians the whole fucking night until I got home. I really like the videos from your wedding, Adam, because there's so much space around us from which people are able to film that we get really clear views of all of the dance moves. That's true. People were like so nervous about getting up to a dance floor that like I have an entire panoramic shot from uh, one of mine and Aoife's dances. So, I mean, that's cool. That <laughs> that works out, I guess. I remember at the start of the dance, I said at the start of the dance floor, open up, I said to Nuria that it's my job as best man here to make an absolute tit out of myself so no one feels nervous about dancing. And I tried. I spasmed my way through the night, but it seemed like people still didn't want to get up. Hmm. People made the mistake of when I said to everyone, we can wrap up now in a minute. When I said to everyone, though, I said, hey, if your song comes on, I'm going to drag you up to the dance floor and I don't fucking care if it's only me and you. This is the danger you're picking. So make sure that if you put a song in as a joke, then you better be very prepared. And my uncle's Alan song came on and he tried to hide and I literally lifted him and carried him out to that dance floor. What song was it? I was not joking. It was... uh... Oh, shit. Hold on. I I, I can find it for you now. It was... um... I believe an Oingo Boingo song. Fucking Jesus. What's an Oingo Boingo? Oingo Oingo Boingo. It's Danny Elfman's band. Oingo Boingo. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Oigo Poigo from that uh, Baz Luhrmann ballroom movie where they keep saying stuff like, he can dance the Oigo Poigo. <laughs> Strictly ballroom. Uh, fucking iconic it, movie. It was, um, sorry, it was Baggy Trousers by Madness, is what it was. 
and that's not that original that's not an original request but no no offense to the uncle but that's a that, that would have been a popular choice yeah Mad- madness was one of the other Un- ones of our top five most he, beyond. he was the only he was the only one that picked madness and he was convinced that i wouldn't drag him up and when his song came on the entire dance floor was empty now in fairness my mom my aunt and uh her husband did all come up because they were very worried about him when i dragged him when i dragged him kicking and screaming onto the dance floor Uh but i was very clear with people and very serious i am gonna pull you up to this floor so if you pick a song as a joke that's fine but you're getting up and i don't care if it's just the two of us we're fucking dancing to this song and we did. And Dan, I'm going to do the same for you at your wedding. You All point of the songs to... are the songs I've picked. <laughs> Dan, when someone's song comes on, you point to any of your family members and I will fucking drag them kicking and screaming up to that fucking dance floor. Sorry, Grandma, you didn't think Baggy Trousers was going to play? <laughs> really? Up you get. Can That's I ask a question? Stephen song about painting a yeah. house. Can I ask a question? What yeah. did Rob request? Uh, Rob didn't. He chickened uh, out. I would have, get, I would have guessed... Queen, don't stop me now. No, no, it would have been so. Rob like, was a way... very, Rob was a very um, refined taste in rock music. Oh no, yeah. I believe that. I just think that's like the type of crowd would've... pleaser he'd pick no. selflessly. No, he no, might have picked Kraftwerk. He honestly he might have picked Kraftwerk. He wouldn't pick. He wouldn't pick. Um, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have picked uh, something that. He wouldn't have picked something as cheesy as Queen at all. I don't think he likes Queen. No, I, he, I'm pretty sure he likes Queen. Don't Stop Me Now is another one of the most requested songs. Okay. I have no, I can say with Barbie some certainty. Girl. I can say with some certainty that I've never heard Rob play a Queen song, noodle a Queen song, request a Queen song, put on a Queen song. Never happened. Put on a video for a Queen song. I'd say he would have probably put on a Dire Straits number. Hmm. Probably Money for Nothing. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Which I would have also picked. Fucking Brothers in Arms. <laughs> Everyone just sits, sits All 17 here. minutes of Telegraph Road. Yeah, yeah and Rob was another one that was very nervous to get up at the wedding, and then as soon as he did, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up." Listen, if Rob's problem getting up was that he was too full, no one asked Rob to eat three chickens at dinner. That was that was a personal choice. And if you're sitting there dying an hour later, that's on you, my friend. I did not ask you to do this. I was looking in amazement. I didn't I want was to go to waste. I wasn't even able to finish like any of the courses or dessert or any of them and they were all lovely because I was so full and Rob was there on fucking fourth helpings being like yeah Rob, Rob honestly has the biggest appetite of anyone I've ever met in my life and I always fucking forget that about Rob were you, there for the, always you weren't forget. there for the you weren't there for the 16 chicken balls no no, no but it doesn't surprise me because your stag. which <laughs> which it doesn't uh, yeah after I stopped the girl from fucking dying on the side of the street me, Matham, and uh, and Rob, and probably somebody else. I can't remember. Was no, it was just you, Trey. No. You sure? Yeah, because the last we four po- were me, you, and Rob, and I was heading home. Uh, and we me. We posted up outside Charlie's on uh, on George's Street and started. <laughs> with, uh, broke, out, broke out cans of Heineken and just sat there drinking the cans and eating chicken balls. It was great. Rob, but Rob was went back in twice for chicken balls. Yeah. He went <laughs> he was, when he I was went, leaving. Ordered, we had 14 leaving, chicken Rob balls. Rob was very excited about those chicken balls. Oh, yeah. But that's because I was hyping him up for chicken balls for hours before that. <laughs> just getting excited. Rob's just sitting there. I got a fucking I'm jonesing for a chicken ball. Super Give me a big messages. I think chicken balls, chicken balls, chicken balls, chicken I think balls, chicken balls. A, I, think, I think we both had a, we had a three and one each. Maybe a four and one each. And a portion of chicken balls between us. 
That's what I ordered. And then Rob said, no, we need more chicken balls. Okay, 14 chicken balls it is uh, for the group. And Matham had a portion of chicken balls himself, I think. Um, and then Rob goes, I'm still hungry. I'm getting, more, I'm getting more chicken balls. Do you want some? I'll get you some. <laughs> Comes out with another 14 chicken balls. <laughs> yeah, Rob, uh, I, I always forget. I never think of Rob when I and, think of my appetites. And by, and then and by the way, them, there were only two and a half left at the end. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm, seen... sure this, I'm sure this tale has grown with the telling, but there were a lot of chicken balls. The most... I. I've never seen eat, someone eat so much at one sitting as I did Rob in that uh, buffet that night when oh, yeah. he was just destroying destroying portion after portion after portion after portion. Then he made a box to go home. And then I'm pretty sure he stole your box, Stephen, and took the two of them home. No, he sat and ate mine in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dominant. <laughs> You're not going to well, want this, pal. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I wasn't. I had I'd had enough. I was stuffed and I was tired, and I I kind of I think I fell asleep in the chair. And what happened to be going on was at the time was there had been that air disaster at the air show in southern England, and Rob was talking away about that, like because Rob liked planes <laughs> and stuff. And I just remember watching this at the, I remember watching this in the corner of the TV, just like I'm ready to go home now. Yeah. I shouldn't be awake. In fairness, that had been a very long day, a very long day, because we went from we went from being out for a couple of quiet afternoon pints in the pub to kidnapping Dan and dragging him to McGowan's to being in McGowan's till closing to going to the to the to the buffet for food because Rob was starving. And in his own words, I know a really good Chinese restaurant near here, and he brings us to this dirty buffet in Fibsborough where he proceeds to demolish box after box of food. Pretty sure that place has been closed twice in the last ten years on yeah, food safety. Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they had rats in the kitchen a few years ago and they had to close for a while and they passed inspection again. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, look. Fairness, it's very good value. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because Rob got about 800 euros worth of food for fucking six quid or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a really fun night, actually. That was the same night that Rob sent the guy on the dance floor home and he left. <laughs> what was that? What the man on the dance floor was being a dickhead. Remember, he was trying to impress his girlfriend or the girl he was out with or oh. whatever. And, and Rob, Rob turned around and he was like, yeah, Rob was like, look, man, you are you have to go home. You really have to go home now. And then after like the third time he said what? it, the guy left the bar. Well, what, and I was like almost crying over it because he actually did go home. What what exactly did he do that warranted him going home? No, he just yeah. was being loud. Yeah, he and... was just being obnoxious. Like he didn't do anything could... bad. Like it wasn't like any. Yeah, he was because it's obviously McGowan's has like that tiny dance floor area. But like we were up oh, yeah. there, and everyone was having a great time, and he was just being a bit of a dickhead. And it it wasn't even malicious. It was just you know, he's trying to impress your one that he's with, and he's probably had a few too many to drink. And uh, Rob just told him he had to go home, and he said oh, it like no. three times. He said it like three times, and then your man listened to him and left. He walked out of the bar. <laughs> Poor guy. That was so funny. That was so fucking funny. What a what a fucking great night. Dan, let's have your wedding in McGowan's. Let's have your yeah, stags in McGowan's. That's a great idea. I do you need know, to good um, orderly hex with good good fair bouncers. I do need to do some event for my family to like be like, sorry you're not invited to the wedding. Here's a night out. So sorry. I might just put that in McGowan's. I'm sorry, who among your family is not invited to the wedding? Any of my cousins? <sighs> Yeah, I did the same. There's if I invite a cousin plus partners, 
No, because there's 40 of them. Plus, part, plus everyone relevant to be about 40 people. There's just, it's, and there's no way to divide them. So I'm just going to do some in fairness, party. In fairness, you don't really have an excuse. We had a, we had a capacity limit. Yeah. <laughs> so we had an out. We have, <laughs> You're just a my jerk. Ca- <laughs> my capacity limit is fucking you know, money. Yeah, fair. <laughs> my capacity limit is my budget. It's fucking 100 and something per person. So... They're overseas. Yeah, I mean, we if, were yeah, gonna... if, I, if I I looked at it, if I done it in Ireland, and it would have been twice the price, and it's still yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a surprise. We we negotiated a very very good rate for Galway, and it was still very expensive. <laughs> and like, if you look like if we had done anywhere in Dublin, it would have been three times the cost for what we got for the day. Like, it would have easily been three times the cost, and that's just like, insane. That's how you like, learn. The, that's how car. you learn. The, that's how you learn your the people who've invited you to a wedding are really fucking minted is if the wedding is in Dublin. Yeah. Like literally somewhere you can That's... get a bus home from. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the 39 home after the yeah. gig. Yeah, See yeah, you later crazy. boys. I yeah, genuinely, yeah. my brother's wedding is, is 20 minutes from our house. <laughs> and I was thinking, this is great. This is on the bus. Room. In, in <laughs> Cork or Fingers? Uh, in Cork. Dan, in do Cork, you think, yeah. or not, not so much do you think, how Awkward, do you think I have to make David feel uh, during the whole stag stuff um, before he invites me to his wedding? Um, probably much less than you think. Really? Okay. Let's see. Let's. Uh, I'll re. I'll. I'll come back to this at some stage um, in the future if I manage to do it. Then that's my mission for the stag. Speaking of the stag, before we wrap up for the day, uh, mm. Dan, how opposed are you to carry heavy things on your stag all night? Um, I'll just pawn it off on Owen. That's, That's fantastic a great idea. because because we ordered your stag present the other day. And, How much does it weigh? Uh, it it shouldn't weigh too much. Like I mean, you know, like is is twelve kilo a lot? <laughs> yeah, I know I know you're saying that as a joke, but I genuinely am trying to visualize how much is twelve kilo. How much That's is twelve? Uh, one Ryanair carry bag that's overweight. <laughs> one twelve bags cattle. of sugar. How many times have I carried twelve bags of sugar in one go? What I will say is. I stopped myself from going overboard at your stag present because it could have been twice as big as it will be. And when you get it, in three weeks' time, when you get it, realize that I held back and it took a lot for me to hold back, Dan. It took a lot. I'm not, I text Stephen and I told him I was very, very tempted to really stretch this fucking thing out as much as I could. I'm fucking horrified and intrigued. And, and I'll be honest... It was entirely out of respect for Nuria that I held back. <laughs> that is entirely why I held back, and that's exactly what you can shout, tell her. Um, but in saying that, it's not small. It's not small. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just have someone else carry it for the night then. That's that's great. I mean, I'm glad to hear it. I hope we're doing something really involved like go-karting and they have to buckle it in and put a little helmet on it all day. I don't think we're going go-karting. Actually, <laughs> I'm not sure g- what we're doing. You're going to give me a trophy. I don't either, dude. And I hope someone tells me soon because it's yeah. it's two weeks from Saturday. There's, I'll there's, get no, on. Word, there's no word from your best man. I, I text them text them at the weekend. No word back. 
Yeah, the last message. The last message we got was someone saying, "Hey, I've booked the same flight as you." That's where it ends. So I don't know. But either way, he's told me things are progressing. So I that was weeks ago. So I assume it's. I assume. I wish you tell the rest. I'll get onto him and tell him to to communicate. I have a backup plan. Okay. You're not going to like it, but it is a backup plan. McGowan's? <laughs> I was going to say we have a massive barbecue in the Phoenix Park and then go to McGowan's. That's actually a good fucking plan, though. That's yeah, not a bad yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably be a nice day. Yeah, Could be a nice yeah. day. Uh, okay, okay, we should <laughs> wrap up. Not when it's happening. Anyway, yeah. yeah that's, that's this true. has been episode 52 of Morning Brew, which means that if you listen to one a week, it'll take you an entire year to finish them. Think about that for a second. Crazy. I have, of course, been Adam Sharon. I'm still Stephen Burke. Were you trying and to do the Danny... maths there? What maths? <laughs> I could see Stephen's eyes moving. And I could just... Are you trying to do the math when I said that? What math? <laughs> what math? <laughs> so I was trying to figure out how many burgers I'd need for the 25 people to down stag. <laughs> One per week per year. <laughs> 23 eggs per bloke per day. Okay, this is this is of course been episode fifty two of Morning Brew. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Media Suplex. You can obviously follow Dan at Mr. Daniel Person and Stephen at on Burcock. And you can also follow us on Instagram. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends. Make sure you like it on iTunes and Spotify, Podbean, you know, Pod Rooney, Podomatic, whatever all the other podcast sites that we're probably on are. And rate us on Audible, because it'd be very, very funny if we were higher rated than Game of Thrones. <laughs> what a fun situation that would be. That'd be really Amazon funny. might buy us. And we promise and to we... give at least a quarter of a percent of the purchase to Amazon to McGowan's. Um, I have, of course, been Adam Sharon. Goodbye. Bye.